Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Extra Portion, a little bit more of the world of Delicious magazine with me, Julie Smith. Now, this week saw the launch of the very first Food Talk Awards, which celebrates the food, drink and technology that's shaping the future of dining. I met its founder, presenter of the Food Talk show, Sue Nelson, and the Gold Award winner of the drinks category, Julie Preble from Toast Ale. Now, see, you're, you're beating your way through to the Fifth Dimension Chocolates as... I am, I'm afraid. Yes, I am. Uh, these, these are one of my favourites. Uh, Russell and Albert here, in my opinion, make great chocolate, and I don't even really like chocolate. <laughs> what are you looking forward to? Um, I was on the judging panel, which was a, was a terrible, horrendous task of sitting there all day tasting all sorts of different things. It was dreadful. It was awful. Um, and what we were looking for is people who are really overcoming difficult problems. That's the thing for me. They're, you know, they're not just taking something and it's me too or creating something slightly different. They're trying to understand how they can do something different. So if something's gluten-free, how can they make that still taste wonderful and yet take all, all the gluten out? Um, in terms of these chocolates here, the ganache inside, how can you do amazing different tastes? Like you've just tasted the soya one. Sounds, sounds mad, doesn't it? Having chocolate and soya. But it really works. It really, really works. And so we're, we're, we're talking to really all the bonkers people in, in, the, in the sector who are so keen to try and, and, and push the boundaries and do something different. And presumably, if these guys are breaking new ground in food tech, I mean, yeah. that's what you're all about, isn't it? Yeah. What are the really kind of big stories about food tech that maybe not here tonight that we need to know? I mean, you know, people can do pretty much anything. Yeah. And it's not just about the food products. And, and what we're trying to celebrate today, that there's loads of taste awards, and we don't want to cut across that. You'll find that what we're doing today is we're celebrating packaging. There's lots and lots of innovation in packaging at the moment. I mean, how do you order takeaways and get that food to you in exactly the same condition as it left Without the kitchen? ruining a planet yeah. by plastic. Yeah. There's lots and lots of gadgets now in terms of internet things. So... Um, people are really focusing on food waste how can we do better things than sell by date and use by date where so much of it is ending up you know in, in, in the bin there's a really great product here which I'm very keen on called Bump Mark and this is a different way to tell whether food is off by, by touching these bumps which will tell you whether it's safe to eat or not now that's great if you're visually impaired but hey it's great if you can't remember when you bought it and whether it's still okay or not. and if your fridge isn't going to tell you absolutely 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 so, so we're seeing all sorts of things. There's loads of apps in terms of health and monitoring what you're doing and monitoring intolerances. And, and so for me, that's food tech. It's the whole of those things with the food products right in the middle. Those wonderful drink products taste 
sold loaves from the bakeries and unused crusted sandwich makers to make your beer. Yep, that's right. How does that happen? Um, we replace a third of the barley in a beer recipe with bread. And like any other beer, it's then made with water, hops and yeast. In each bottle, there's a slice of surplus bread. And we brew with bread because it makes great beer. What do you think? It's fantastic. Good, glad you like it. Cheers. It makes great beer. Also, we're able to use up the surplus bread. We brewed six tons of bread to date. And we say if you're not going to eat your bread, let's drink it. Through um, the power of a bottle of beer, we like to think we're a message in a bottle and we're getting people talking about food waste. And all our profits go to a charity campaigning to eliminate food waste, which is which one? Feedback, who I hope will ultimately put us out of business. Karen and Steele is the author of Hungry City and was the keynote speaker at the evening and one of the judges. I asked him why the awards are an important contribution to the UK's food landscape. I think it's really exciting that there's an, uh, a food talk show that's really embracing innovation in food, that gets food, that gets why it's so important. You know, issues like waste, obesity, type 2 diabetes, you know, the fact that we're despoiling the world... You know, we don't value food, basically. And it's just really exciting to have a set of awards that embrace that. And, you know, they also look into using very innovative new ideas, new techniques, new technologies to really make a difference. Are these kind of awards part of that rethinking, that recalibrating how we understand food and how we consume Yes, I mean, I think London is an amazing city to view food through because it's been, as I just said in my talk and indeed in my book, great length, you know, it's, it's been a consumer city for, for literally thousands of years. Uh, and it's always been a very eclectic city, you know, because it's on a navigable river, because food come in from all over the world. You know, Londoners have always acted very well and very widely. So I think, you know, on the one hand, there's a great appreciation of food in the city, but on the other hand, maybe a disregard, a lack of awareness for where food actually comes from. So I think it's really exciting that, you know, over the last 20 or 30 years, in a way, there's been a complete revolution. People have actually started really saying, that's not good enough. You know, we have to take more care of the places where our food comes from. We have to get into free trade. You know, we have to question how we eat and what we eat. And I think it's been really exciting over the last couple of decades to just see the whole debate about food really take off in London. It was a food strategy, you know, when Ken Livingston became the mayor, he, he wrote, you know, a food strategy for the city. Uh, Sadiq Khan's now commissions another one to be written. And it's really important because I think cities like London are flagships. You know, people look to us to sort of say, well, what are we doing? And you know, we are a great creative debate in this country. And I think it's really important to say... You know, we're going to do things better and we're going to do things differently. You know, eating fairly is, is fundamental to a democracy. You know, you can't have a bad food system and, and a good society. So the two go hand in hand. And apparently London is the biggest, or the food industry is the biggest employer in the capital city. Yes, I mean, food is the biggest employer on the planet. You know, I mean, because it's the most important thing that we do. I and mean, feeding ourselves is absolutely fundamental to us. You know, it's very basic. If you don't eat, you die. And we forget that. You know, food is often, I often say it's too big to see how fundamental it is to everything. And, of course, I talk about how food has shaped cities in the past, the landscapes that fed the cities, 
streets, buildings, markets, and so on. But actually, it's really everything that we do. You know, I mean, our, our bodies evolve through what we ate. So, to, for us not to have taken that into account, you know, since industrialisation, really. Uh, has been really detrimental, I think, to our understanding of who we are and what we are. And it's very exciting to me now that food is becoming central to our thinking again. And it really is, isn't it? People yeah. are really finally trying to get it. I mean, you know, let me ask you the big question. The way we're beginning to understand food, do you think that we could really tackle the big issues of climate change? We have to. There's no choice. I mean, food is an absolutely fundamental part of that, how we feed ourselves. I mean, you know, it's not just a question of, you know, what food do we eat or where does it come from and all of that. It's actually a question of how we live on the land, you know. And I, I talk a lot, again, in my book about the relationship, historic relationship between cities and their hinterlands. And most cities were fed from, you know, very, very close by. Of course, that meant that the food was not only local, but it was, it was very present in people's minds. And now, you talk about culture actually coming from cultivation, don't you? From yes, actually the, right. the very basis of growing right. food. People sit around and they eat and they talk exactly. and they communicate. Well, cu- cu- culture, as you rightly say, and cultivation have a shared root in the Roman cultures. So the Romans absolutely understood that you know to, to cultivate the land was to, to bring civilization into being. We forgot that for a long time. We, we have to relearn these lessons and climate changes one of many absolutely pressing, vital, global issues that are going to force us to rethink how we feed ourselves and our cities in future. You know, and in an increasingly urbanised world, the problems going to get more intense and more acute. So I really think food is just the most powerful, wonderful lens for actually addressing all of these interconnected issues, seeing that they're connected, and seeing that ultimately the question is, you know, what kind of life do we want to lead? You know, what is a good life and how can we use food in the way we eat? Thanks for listening to Delicious Magazine's Extra Portion. You can find out much more about all things delicious at the website deliciousmagazine.co.uk and while you're there, do subscribe and get every podcast delivered free to your podcast app. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.